0: Good morning, <clears throat> I'll be reading 1st Corinthians 15 verses 19 through 26. If only for this life we have hope in Christ we are to be pitied more than all men but Christ has indeed been raised from the dead the firstfruits of those who have fallen asleep for since death came through a man the resurrection of the dead comes also through a man for as in Adam all die so in Christ all will be made alive, but each in his own turn. Christ, the first fruits, then, when he comes, those who belong to him. Then the end will come when he hands over the kingdom to God the Father after he has destroyed all dominion, authority, and power. For he must reign until he has put all his enemies under his feet. The last enemy to be destroyed is death. And we'll hear this morning now, Luke's account of what happened on the first Easter morning. But on the first day of the week, at early dawn, the women came to the tomb, taking the spices that they had prepared. They found the stone rolled away from the tomb, but when they went in, they did not find the body. While they were perplexed about this, suddenly two men in dazzling clothes "'stood beside them. "'The women were terrified "'and bowed their faces to the ground, "'but the men said to them, "'Why do you look for the living among the dead? "'He is not here, but has risen. "'Remember how he told you while he was still in Galilee "'that the Son of Man must be handed over to sinners "'and be crucified and on the third day rise again?' "'Then they remembered his words, "'and returning from the tomb, "'they told all this to the eleven and to all the rest.' Now it was Mary Magdalene, Joanna, Mary the mother of James, and the other women with them who told this to the apostles. But these words seemed to them an idle tale, and they did not believe them. But Peter got up and ran to the tomb. Stooping and looking in, he saw the linen cloths by themselves. Then he went home, amazed at what had happened. This is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. Can we join me in prayer? Come, Holy Spirit. Open space in our hearts and in our minds this morning that we might receive the good news of Easter afresh. Write a new chapter in our stories, Lord, as we listen and pray here today. We offer this in Christ's holy name. Amen. So a question for you. How many people prefer a good old-fashioned paper book versus an e-reader? How many are, how many are paper book people? All right, And do we have any e-reader people out there? Oh, okay, more than I thought. I like a good paper book, right? It, it feels heavy in your hands when you're reading it, and yet you kind of get that sensation of turning the pages. And there's one other advantage too. When you get close to the end of the book, right, and you're wondering maybe what's going to happen to the characters, and you start flipping, and you realize we've only got like two or three pages left here, something big is going to happen, because you know you're almost at the end of the book, right? But I've, I've noticed lately I've been reading more and more on my Kindle. And I know, you know you're supposed to be flipping the pages when you swipe right across, but it just doesn't feel the same. And I know there's a little number in the bottom that's supposed to tell me how many pages are left, but I I can't pay attention to that in the same way. And I keep getting surprised that there's more at the end of the book that I wasn't expecting. I wonder if that's the same sensation that the disciples had on that first Easter when they said, Is there another chapter to this story? See, on Good Friday, Jesus is dead. And we know. Dead people stay dead. They're gone, right? So maybe the last chapter could have been like this. They they build a statue somewhere for Jesus. Maybe they would get together and remember some of his best parables and, and put a little booklet together. Maybe somebody would write a song about him. But when we get to Easter morning... In the story we read today, the disciples are scattered. They've gone into hiding, and they are afraid. Their hearts are broken. Surely, this is the end of the story. But then, something else happens. Do you remember when you were a kid, and you're watching like an episode of your favorite cartoon— And you got to the end of the story on Saturday morning, and up on the screen came To Be Continued. And you didn't have any more episodes on demand, right? You had to actually wait a whole other week for the program to come around again. I imagine that's the feeling. On Easter morning, the women come back and tell this incredible tale. They went to the tomb. They found it empty. And two angels stood there and told them that Jesus was risen. And they were so excited, they ran back to tell the 11 disciples. And they didn't believe them. I enjoyed this little cartoon. I know if you can see the bottom there. It says, so ladies, thanks for being the first to witness and report the resurrection. We'll take it from here. They didn't believe the women Right As my feminist friends would remember, it's the patriarchy, right? But look at what the women did in Jesus' story. It's the women who stayed by his side at the cross. It's the women who came early in the morning to prepare his body. It was a woman who anointed him the night before his death with a jar of expensive perfume. But the men, the eleven, when they hear the good news that Jesus is raised from the dead, they thought it was an idle tale. To be fair, would you believe it? Do you believe it this morning? If I say to you, he is risen. He's risen indeed. Do you believe it? We probably have to put this through some different filters in the modern world, right? We need to evaluate this claim with our scientific minds. People raising from the dead is just not something that happens. And yet, just this week, right, if you were paying attention to the news, some scientists up at Yale did a study on pig brains, right? And they put the pig brains in a special soup of chemicals, and they they pumped some oxygen into them. Even after the pigs had been dead for four hours, they started pumping the oxygen through, and they were able to restore the electrical impulses in those brains. Not consciousness, not awareness, but the, the cells were actually firing again, just not in an organized way. Here's what Stephen Latham, the Yale ethicist, said about it. The pigs were brain-dead when their brains came in the door, and by the end of the experiment, they were still brain-dead, okay? But me and all of my preacher friends wondered midweek, what are you going to do with the zombie pig story, right? And I said, I think I'm going to work it into Easter morning, right? But listen, the story we're reading here is not some kind of zombie pig resurrection, all right? Jesus' resurrection was entirely different. And do you wonder if you can have a scientific mind and believe something this outrageous? Well, I ran across a great article from an MIT professor this week. His name is Ian Hutchinson, if you want to look him up later. I highly recommend it. And the article's on why, as a scientist, he believes... In the resurrection. He starts out by naming famous scientists who also believed in the resurrection. Uh, Among them are James Clerk Maxwell, who wrote Maxwell's Law, which governs part of electromagnetism. It includes Robert Boyle, who wrote Boyle's Law. See the pattern here? Uh, That describes how a gas uh, performs at an ideal state, and there's also William Phillips, who's the 1997 Nobel Prize winner in physics. He trapped a single atom between some lasers so that it could stay super cool. But they're all believers in the resurrection, and here's what Hutchinson writes. The key meaning of nature, as we study it, is the normal course of events. Miracles like the resurrection are inherently abnormal. It does not take modern science to tell us that humans don't rise from the dead. People knew that perfectly well in the first century, too, just as they knew that the blind from birth don't, as adults, regain their sight, or water doesn't instantly turn into wine. So what evidence do we have that this really happened, that Jesus really rose from the dead? Now, the furli- earliest thing that was written about Jesus raising from the dead is not actually from one of the four Gospels, but comes from Paul's letter to the Corinthians. And here's what he wrote. For what I received, I passed on to you as of first importance, that Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures, that he was buried, that he was raised on the third day according to the Scriptures, and that he appeared to Peter and then to the Twelve, After that, he appeared to more than 500 of the brothers and sisters at the same time, most of whom are still living, though some have fallen asleep. Then he appeared to James, then to all the apostles, and last of all, he appeared to me also, as to one abnormally born. Paul makes the claim that over 500 people saw and interacted with the resurrected Christ. If he was lying about that, wouldn't it be easy to figure out? There wouldn't be all these witnesses running around in first-century Palestine telling the story over and over again. Now, resurrection's hard to believe. I get that. It's hard to believe for a couple of reasons. Number one, it's unusual, or even completely unique, right? But number two... If you believe the resurrection happened, then it has to change the way you live your life, even the way you think of your own death. If you believe in the resurrection, then you believe there is another chapter at the end of the story. If we are a resurrection people, then we have to live as if resurrection is possible. Believing in God's power present and active and working in our lives. You probably saw the news this week, right? Right at the beginning of Holy Week, as Notre Dame Cathedral in Paris began to burn. You maybe saw also that there were three historically black churches down in a parish in Louisiana that were uh, set on fire by a white arsonist. But it was particularly these images of Notre Dame that struck at the heart. To see this ancient cathedral burning out of control. There were over 500 firefighters in Paris who struggled to get enough water, to pump the water high enough to fight the flames, to get their apparatus across the bridges and out onto the island where the cathedral is located. And then this one moment happened here. Can't you just imagine that people in Paris will have that image in their mind forever, right? There'll be this moment. Where were you the day that the spire fell on Notre Dame? Hearts were grieving when this happened. There is a cathedral full of priceless works of art. It's been a center for worship, for culture, for over eight years. Truly a sacred space. It's filled with some of the most amazing stained glass in the whole world. So you wonder, is this the end of the story, right? Or could there still be hope? Look at the devastation of that roof, and yet, When they got inside, they found the cross intact. Found the famous relic, Jesus' crown of thorns, had been saved. They found that even the paintings in the nave were spared smoke and water damage. That all three of the most famous pieces of stained glass survived the fire intact. I couldn't help but see the metaphor as I watched that church burn though, right? The feeling of helplessness, of being out of control and watching something take place that you couldn't stop. And I thought about how there are other fires that burn in our lives, right? They burn out of our control and we think they're the end of the story. The illness that you, or your family, have suffered. The time that you lost your job. The time that a loved one died. And it feels like the end of the story. It feels like you've turned to the very last page. But we gather on Easter morning to remind one another that we are a resurrection people, a people who live our lives with a different kind of hope. If Jesus is resurrected, then there's another chapter in the story. In fact, if Jesus is resurrected, then there's another chapter in your story. Thanks be to God. Amen. And I'd like to invite our musicians to come and share with us now.